Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you midterm mayhem. Oh, the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Before we get to that, a couple notes on the weather. Um, I see we got over 30,000 customers without power across the valley because of these storms. Wow. Uh, if you look at uh, the 101 Pima Freeway Cactus Road, it is flooded. It is completely flooded. Uh, at the Loop 202 and uh, Chaparral, people are are pulled off on the side of the road, on the side of the freeway. And I'm seeing uh, some uh, in East Mesa, I'm seeing some uh, um, drains that are not keeping up with the amount of water that's coming down. Wow. So well, we not, are getting drenched. It's uh, it's crazy here at the KTR Studios, Gatos. I just went outside and moved my car because the tree next to it was looking a little scary. Right. It was hailing when I went outside. I, I got back up here. The wind had like doubled, and it's pouring. Yeah. So we are, uh, we are in the middle of it here. We are in the middle of it. Crazy. Uh, we'll help you get home, but it's going to be a nasty drive home. So stick around. We've got Becky Lynn. Uh, we've got the uh, largest uh, radio news team, and we're going to get you through it. All right. Midterm mayhem, everybody. So obviously the big story is Donald Trump. And what did he have in those boxes at Mar-a-Lago? What did he know? How much trouble is he in? Um, You know, the story, uh, when it broke, it's like, okay, well, I don't think this has ever happened to a president. And that's the case. Um, uh, A president, former president, has never had their home raided by the FBI. Um, So so this happened. And now yesterday they're like, yeah, I think he had some stuff on nukes. Yeah. And then today happened and they're releasing a lot of the stuff that they were looking at. And there's like... Dude, they're talking about espionage here. Yeah, I mean, this is, there's so much going on here. First, I want to say Merrick Garland handled this uh, perfectly, the attorney general. he There was no discussion about this. By the way, when they did this, uh, served the search warrant on Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago, uh, they did it quietly. They didn't do a press conference. They didn't announce it and have the press outside. They did it when the place was closed. Trump was out of town. Uh, how did we find out about it? Trump announced it to everybody. So he was using it to his political advantage. And then all these Republicans, all these supporters of Trump started getting out there saying that the attorney general should be uh, transparent. The Department of Justice should release all of these documents, which they're not allowed to do by law. So Merrick Garland came out and said, OK, we're going to we're going to move. We're filing a motion to allow us to release this. You have to. And put it back on, which is fine, put it back on in Trump's lap. Now, I want to point out, Trump had all the stuff that's now been released. It's been in his hands since Monday. They were asking for this for a year. Yeah. They were asking for this stuff for a year. Yeah. And he gave some, but not all. And then they said, we got to go in and right. get the rest. And now we know. The, the issue isn't, it's the first time a president has ever been served with a search warrant. Well, that was a story on Monday yeah. or Tuesday. The, the, now it's much bigger. The, the question now is, this, is this the first time that a president of the United States has ever been investigated for espionage mm. for taking super classified top secret documents out of the White House uh, and 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 not returning them. Let me and ask you this: as You said Gatos, he's had them for a year and a half. Let me ask you this: Yeah, we're talking espionage. There's not one part of me that thinks he's selling these nuclear secrets to anybody. I just don't buy that. Now, in saying that, holding on to these secrets, yeah. Okay, let's say he didn't do anything with these secrets. He just had them. He had them in a box. 
And he, uh, yes, you said he knew about it because the FBI wanted those specific boxes. They've been talking to him for a year. What now. can you get nailed on for that? For, because for, if you know you've got this this stuff, if you know you've got this really sensitive yeah. info, and you're just holding on to it, because I don't think he's selling nuclear. You know, secrets to Iran. I, What's the penalty for him just holding yeah. on to some of this stuff? Yeah, there's there's several statutes that are potentially violated here, and that's part of this investigation. But it's it's taking, mutilating, destroying. I mean, that's one of the other questions. Uh, has he destroyed any documents? They they know what he's taken. I think for the most part, if even in this search, if they don't come up with things now, it's what did you do with these documents? Mm. Um, and and I'll just so there's several things here. There's a Presidential Records Act. There's several statutes that apply. One of the statutes, Trump. Uh, signed a law in 2018 that actually increased it from a misdemeanor to a felony, and he may be subject to that. So, there, And that one, if you're convicted of it, says you can't hold office again. So there's all sorts of things here. You know, I'll say, I'll say again, as I, you said I, you don't think he's selling it. I, I'd like to think he's not either. But I will say mm. Trump and his son-in-law have had uh, – the, the Saudis just gave Trump hundreds of millions of dollars to hold two golf tournaments at two of his properties, hundreds of millions of dollars. His son-in-law, Jared Kushner, after he left office, got a $2 billion investment from Saudi Arabia into his new fund that he created right after he left office. I'm not saying there's anything tied together, but to say that something wasn't, there wasn't a little quid pro quo there, I can't just rule that out. It's impossible. This isn't like someone gave him a million bucks, right? You're looking at Trump saying, why does he need the money? He's got so much money. Two billion dollars? People have done a lot more for a lot less than that. So uh, let's see. We've got three federal crimes the DOJ is looking into. Um Violation of the Espionage Act, obstruction of justice, criminal handling of the government records. I just if the if the FBI, the DOJ, if they all knew that he had these sensitive documents and they've known for what, a year and a half? Yeah. What are you letting him keep that stuff for a year and a half for? Because he's the former president and they're trying not to make a scene. So they've been negotiating you, with him. You, if you go in there, you've already made a scene. Well, you have now. They, they right? finally got to where they're like, we can't we can't keep doing this. This is dangerous. You I think I they treated him differently because uh, he's the absolutely, president. Absolutely. I think they did. I think they tried to avoid what's going on now. They did everything they possibly could to avoid making this a public spectacle. And Trump forced their hand. They, he, they, he forced them to do it. I can't believe that Trump would be so stupid to have these boxes with sensitive information and he knew that he had them and he knew that this could be his downfall. I just don't uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think because you're because you're a, a relatively smart person who's a little bit logical and he's not. He's I don't know if he's ego and narcissism can go into your the way that you the way that you live your life. And maybe he thought, you know what, I can have whatever I want here because I'm Trump. I don't know that there's another person in the entire country, including former presidents, who, if called by the National Archive and then the Department of Justice and said, you have top secret documents that that you should not have in your possession and then sent a subpoena for those documents and ignores it. I don't think there's another in the country who would have done that. All right, that's Midterm Mayhem every day at 4.05. We bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. All right, here's what we want to do. Um, Five spot. We're going to put five of you on the spot uh, about uh, Trump. We want you to call us if you're a Trump supporter. I don't know if that means you're ultra MAGA. I don't really care. You love Trump. You love Trump. I just want to know from you how much trouble you think he's in. (laughs) Here's the other thing. Can you say as a Trump supporter... Hey, I love this guy. Yeah. This doesn't look good. Yeah, this is I don't know. We Maybe we'll get one. Maybe we'll get five of the people to say that. But if you're a Trump supporter, you know, can you defend him? Or do you say, hey, listen, I love the guy that this doesn't look good. 
602-277-KTAR. If you're a Trump supporter, I'm fascinated to hear what they have to say. I, I am too. I, I'm really fascinated. The Orange Mafia. Let's hear them. All right. 277-KTAR. <laughs> five spot is coming up next. All right, every day, 415, five spot. We put five of you on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about, and it is Trump. It is what he had at Mar-a-Lago. You know, what we've asked you to do is call us if you're a Trump supporter. Uh, I think it's important to put your voice on the air because I'm wondering, listen, you love the guy. You voted for him twice, right? Yeah. How much trouble do you think he's in? Maybe you think it's a witch hunt. Is there going to be one of the five callers that says, hey, listen, I love the guy, but this is bad? I don't know the answer to that, Barry. That's why we're doing five. I love it. All right. What what does Kelly Ward call it? Ultra Mega! Oh, my gosh. That was very loud. Wow. All right. Scott Casagrande on KTAR. You're a Trump supporter. What do you think? Absolutely. Trump supporter. I even go down on President's Day down in West Palm Beach in Mar-a-Lago and stand and wave my flag on the side of the road. And I do not believe that Trump is dead. There's just not any trouble. No trouble. You know, I mean, this, everything he did is... No, is not whatsoever. Say, say it again. Really you, hold hold, hold, hold on. You're a little muffled. Try, talk into the phone a little bit. I, I'm having trouble hearing you. Okay. He didn't do anything okay. wrong, even though the FBI said, hey, we got to take this stuff out. You don't think he did anything wrong? But we don't know what it is. No, they do know what it is. It's 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 super top secret documents that were never supposed to leave the White House and things dealing with nuclear nuclear defenses. I heard an excuse there. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, here is uh, Steve in uh, Black Canyon City, Trump supporter. Steve, what How's are you th- going? What do you think of this? Is it a mess or is it a big nothing? Uh, I, so yes, I'm a supporter. It, it's kind of both ways, I guess. So it could be. But I'm leaning against that it's not as bad as as what the news channels are putting out. Um, you know, he's got he, he, this man's pretty smart. So, what, why do you think he he took these top secret documents that he and then didn't return them for a year and a half, including ignoring a subpoena? Why do you think he did that? It, it might sound dumb. Chance that somebody packed his boxes and said, "Okay, you're good to go." See, I think there's a chance that that happened, too. I, I, I agree. Mm. But after a year and a half of them saying, hey, you got to return this stuff, yeah. I, I, it, you lose the ability. So maybe to, you don't know that it was taken out of the White House. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say but that's the case. then you get there, yeah. and the FBI says, you got this. You, they probably looked through it and said, oh, yeah, crap, we do have this stuff. Yeah. I then, don't know. Then you return it. Anybody five, else returns it. Five spot. We're talking to five Trump supporters. It, do you think he's in a mess? Do you think what he did was Okay. Uh, here's Brett in uh, in uh, Chandler. Brett, what do you make of it? Hey guys, what's going on? Hey. No, I just I feel like Bill Murray, and today's you know the next day Groundhog Day. They've been trying to get him since he came down the escalator, and I think this is just today's nothing burger. All right, a nothing burger. Nancy in Peoria, uh, Trump supporter on KTAR. Nancy, nothing burger. No, I think there's possibly something there, but I like the other gentleman said. He wasn't the one that packed the boxes. I think if he was subpoenaed and told to return those items, I know they took 24 boxes before uh, that were returned. I don't know why these other boxes were not returned. Do I think he's capable of espionage? 
I do not. Yeah. Uh, but I do think what they're trying to do is keep him from running. And I think whatever they can do uh, in New York or in Florida to keep this man from running, they're going to do it. All right. All right. I See, I'll just be flat out honest with you. I don't want him to run. I don't, I don't want him in the White House again. I understand why people voted for him in 2016. I get it all day long. But if we're talking 2024, then I don't understand it. I don't get it. After January 6th, after this, after the, the election was fake, no. After no. how he handled COVID. No, I mean, it, it just, no, no. But, but and here, I don't want Biden either, so. But here's the. For it, different reasons. Is there another call? Let's take one more. All right. Brian in Scottsdale, a, a Trump supporter. All right, uh, five spot. You think there's something uh, something here or no? Brian? All right, Brian hung up. All right. So we, we tried to get your five I, calls, I to, five spot. I got to tell you, that's a little disheartening to hear that. It's it, it well. It, I mean, it's it doesn't matter about facts. It doesn't matter about evidence. It's either I don't care. It's a nothing burger. According to his, these are his supporters. I mean, that was very interesting. But if you're attacked over and over and over again, yeah, like but, one of the callers said, it's like okay, now he's getting attacked again. But he but he. he <laughs> I know, okay. Barry. I'm just. I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But at some point, do you look up and say, "This is actual real evidence. It's it's real." I, I I'm just. I'm, I want I'm, that decision to be made. And I'm it, really disheartened. Hmm. So you're saying even if they charge me, even if he's convicted of a crime that he committed espionage, people are still going to think it's just the Democrats attacking him. It's political. Not, There's no doubt about not it. Because that's what we do in this country. Wow. That's, that's how no, not, not, not with law enforcement. See, this this is the part that gets me. This is how Trump wants to use the Justice Department. This was this is why he was so upset with Jeff Sessions and then with Bill Barr. That That's how Trump wants to use it. Biden's doing it. And Merrick Garland are saying, no, that we're not putting politics into this. We're doing it. By the book. It seems that everything is po- political these days. Yeah. And even if it's not, it will be made political. All right, wow. that's five spot. Up wow. next, Arizona has a catastrophic teacher short- shortage. No. Our next guest from ASU may have the solution to this. Stick around, plus the weather. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, we are in full storm watch mode at KTAR. We're going to go more in depth in about five minutes. Um, But right now, let's talk about your kids going to school and a teacher shortage that is just a a catastrophe in Arizona. We've got 2,300 vacancies, and we got to do something about it. Well, apparently ASU has a thought. Joining us now is uh, Carol Basile, dean of ASU's uh, Mary Lou Fulton Teachers College. Uh, you have a solution for our teacher shortage. I was interested in talking with you. Tell us what that solution might be, because we had a lot of parents listening. Well, I think it's a big system solution. Uh, I'm trying to, to think about schools and how we design schools and making things better working condition for teachers and a better learning environment for kids. You know, most of us, wherever we work, we work in teams and teams that have, you know, where we distribute expertise. I don't know everything that my team knows. They don't know everything that I know. Okay. And I think what we've done to teachers is we've put them in these one teacher, one classroom models um, and they're isolated and they're in inflexible environments and so we're aiming to change that how 
Well, by thinking about how teachers work in teams around larger groups of kids, about how they, you know, they, we, we start to break down the sort of one teacher, one classroom model, hmm. how they start to work together, how we think about how they work in teams, what the roles are that they play, how we play on their expertise, so are you, are and, you in- and really start to think differently about the fundamental structure of schools. So instead of saying, here's a group of kids, and here's your 30 kids, and your 30 kids, and your 30 kids, and hmm. we hope... That every one of those people for that 30 kids or 25 kids or 40 kids or whatever it is, is the right teacher. Now we're saying, let's really take a look at those kids and let's figure out who the adults are that they need and what expertise do they need and bring them together. All right. So if if you have three classes of 30 and let's say a third grade, uh, third grade in a school and there's three teachers right now, are you just envisioning you put all those kids together, you break them up into different ways? You still need three teachers, though, right? I mean, how how does that help solve the teacher shortage? Well, you still need three teachers, but now I can put novice teachers in and other people bring other people in from the community who, who are, you know, paraprofessionals and work in other roles, but they're not in, you know, classrooms all by themselves. So one, you change the working conditions so the teachers actually want to stay in schools and are not trying to do a job that I think is, is inhumanly possible today hmm. um, and trying to be everything to every everybody at all times. Um, but I, you know, so I think we're, we're trying to build a better mousetrap for one, but I think it does allow us then to open up the door to, to more people. Um, but we put them on teams. We're also not asking them to be in a classroom by themselves. And so the job doesn't look as ominous and we don't have a lot of people walking out in the middle of the year. Interesting. Uh, the Dean of uh, ASU's Mary Lou Fulton Teachers College, Carol Basile. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to keep looking into this. It's an interesting idea. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, we got to figure it out. We got to figure you out. You have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. All right. So, um, it's an interesting idea. How do you, it, maybe that doesn't make teachers feel so isolated. That's one thing that she talked about. They're all alone in this classroom with 30 children. The other thing we've been talking about is a four day school week. No. That's the other, it's working in Casa Grande. Yeah, it's not working. They're just doing it. They say it's working. Parents <laughs> like it. Teachers like what it. What do the parents who are working do with their kids? It's a great, you're, you, hey, you make a great point. I, and it's less, it's less instruction time. It's, they're not well, making up the time. They do 30 hours a day, uh, 30 minutes a day more. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So yeah, it's a couple so it's, hours. So it's two, hours it's two hours to make up for a seven-hour day. That is day. correct. Gatos, I've, I've only gone to public school, but I'm pretty sure we're doing less instruction hours. It's a little less. I understand. <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. We have less teachers. <laughs> we have less money. I get it. But let's not act like it's it's working or this is, this is better. They like it. It's not... I'm not there. They yeah. say well, it course, works. Well, of course, the, the right, teachers we, like it's a four-day week. I right. like a four-day week. Coming up next. Becky Lynn, four-day week. We're going to hit the weather. <laughs> We've had a monsoon. It's been epic. We're in full storm. Uh, a watch mode. How long is this going to continue? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, Barry Markson is in for a chat. Hello. So, Monsoon socks the valley. Let's see how it's going out the, on out there. Joining us now, Iris Aramasio, ABC 15 meteorologist. Iris, how are you and how's that little baby? Oh, my gosh. She's so good and I'm good. Can you hear in the background? <laughs> 
playing, just woke up from a nap, just slept uh, right through the storm. Love it, love it. All right, tell us what parts of the valley got socked the most. Okay, so it was the east and the northeast, Sally, and I just heard Detour Dan talking about all that flooding. No wonder. I was looking at some of the rain gauges, guys, and we're talking more than two inches in spots like northeast Scottsdale. Wow. And we're seeing some of that major flooding. And, and the wild part is that you look at some of these rain gauges, and I mean nearly two inches of rain fell within about like 30 minutes. So it was significant and it came down really heavy, really fast. And so it's no wonder that we're seeing all of that flooding. And again, spots around Apache Junction uh, and Northeast Mesa also getting some very heavy rain too, as those kind of were the hardest hit areas. The West Valley, if you're in Litchfield Park, you're like, what rain? Because <laughs> oh. it's all been to the Northeast of you. And, and unfortunately uh, for them, I mean, not that you want the damage or the flooding, but it just the rain would be nice. At this point, it looks like the, the major storms that we're hitting kind of are, are lose, have lost their steam. They're moving to the north. Um, we'll get some rain over the next few hours coming in from the south, maybe some light rain at best, but but all in all, it looks like the most intense part of at least today's storm threat is diminishing around the valley. Iris, is that is that one of the biggest or the biggest storm we've seen so far this, uh, this summer season? You know, I'd have to go back because we've had some pretty intense storms yeah. so far this season, and it's been very active. I remember a, a couple of weekends ago on a Sunday where we had some very heavy rain. So I'd have to go back and crunch the numbers. But I think for Northeast Scottsdale, just based on the numbers that we're seeing when it comes to rainfall amounts, that's certainly the highest that I that I can see just off the or that I can think of off the top of my head, memory wise. Um, so yeah, pretty significant. Iris Aramcio is joining us, ABC 15 meteorologist. In terms of temperature, this is the most <laughs> Mild summer that I've ever seen in 26 years here. Um, oh my God. Is, do you have any numbers or uh, like, because this hasn't even been 100 degrees and it's been incredible. Is this one of the most mild summers we've ever had? You know, it's way too early to say that. I think that, you know, with how active the monsoon has been, that certainly has played a role in our temperatures, right? So it hasn't obviously been as hot as we know it can be. Right. Um, temperatures generally have been running below average, at least for the last month. And the outlook for this next month looks to, you know, continue the same trend with below average high temperatures. But uh, a little too early to say whether, you know, it's going to be one of the mildest. I don't think it's going to be the mildest by any means, unfortunately, because we still had plenty of triple digits. And remember, early on, we were counting some 110 plus days mm -hmm. before the monsoon really started to kick into gear. Um, but I think we'll find that July and August were were much more comfortable than we were than we're used to all right iris thanks for everything uh if things get bad again we'll call you but uh, have a great weekend all right you guys as well and just be on the lookout for more storms this weekend and we've got chances every day next week so stay Good. weather aware as i like to say all right thanks <laughs> iris iris, iris aramacio abc 15 meteorologist do the do the uh, high temps over 110 do those count if you're out of town when they hit <laughs> i don't think so it should be all right then. no i don't think they do count <laughs> Hey, um, before we head over to Becky Lynn uh, with uh, with the 5 o'clock KTAR News uh, expansion, uh, do you have the Trump story? Yeah. The newest? No, oh, what's the newest? Did, did you just tell me something in the break? Is that, oh, is that out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's out. So okay, so here's just the latest. And then we got about 30 seconds, but I want you to get this in. Um, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Trump uh, Trump released the names of all the FBI agents who served the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. That is horrible. And then Breitbart publish them. So that now, is horrible. all these people and their families are going to be getting death threats and threats of violence. And uh, I mean, it's just why, that's a bunch of BS. Why would he do that? Well, these are these are because he's because he's petty and he's a petulant child. That's are, why he did it. Literally FBI agents, law enforcement professionals doing their job.
doing their job. Yeah. And the president just put them and their families at that risk. That is awful. It's incredible. Why would Trump do that? And and again, people are going to say, well, it's just Trump being Trump. No. What, I mean, what were they supposed to do? Not serve the... I, I don't understand what people are expecting here, but it, it, it's just such... The behavior every day is just not acceptable, and we just put up with it. All right. All we'll right. More in the 5 o'clock hour. Man. All right. We've got a lot of weather out there. We've got Becky Lynn up next with the 5 o'clock KTAR News expansion.